0: Welcome, you are about to listen to a destiny-changing message preached by Pastor David at Caris Phase 2. Carrie's Phase 2 is our revival-seeking youth ministry where young people are coming to know Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. Be blessed as you listen. So I can be true to my promise. Let me use the 10 minutes to talk about one of the so, propitiation? Oh, no, we haven't. Yeah, I spoke about propitiation. I spoke about propitiation. But I actually didn't really um, finish it properly, right? Because I mentioned expiation. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't explain it. Now, what's expiation? We have propitiation and expiation, they are all good words. Propitiation? Let's say propitiation. <laughs> Expiation. Expiation. Propitiation. propitiation. Expiation. Expiation. You remember I spoke about propitiation, how God is appeased. You know, to propitiate somebody is like the person very upset about something, and you say, okay, take this, come play. and the person, huh. justice has been served, I'm fine, I'm fine, that's okay, I'm fine now. So that's propitiation. First John chapter 2, verse 2. Chapter 4, verse 10. Chapter 2, verse 2. Chapter 4, verse 10. It's the same thing I'm saying. <laughs> Chapter 2. <laughs> 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 let's read it, Allah, let's go. And he himself is the of our sins, And not for us only, but also for the whole world. This is nice for the whole world. Jesus Himself is the propitiation for our sins. Our sins offend God. Our sins direct the wrath of God towards us. God is love and God has wrath. What's wrath? Anger. God is always angry with the sinner. So those of you who are preaching about a sinner you are so wonderful. You are the best thing. Listen, God is always angry with the sinner. Mm -hmm. I think in two scriptures in Psalm, it talks about God hates, abhors the sinner. Ah, ah. Did I say 11 verse 5 or 5 verse 11? 5 verse 5, okay. You hate all workers of iniquity. Give me a King James, please, and then I'll prefer the King James. All right. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. 11. Give me the 11. God hates the workers. The Lord tried the righteous, but the wicked, and him that loveth violent, his soul hates. Can you imagine? Wow. Wow. (laughs) New King James. That's an interesting text, isn't it? Our yes. uh, modern day preachers won't tell you this. And so people come to church, they come and look for a better life, mm. but not look for God. Mm. So many preachers can't preach some things, and here it's very common in America nowadays. Many preachers are at the mercy of the congregation because they will stop giving their tithe. They, they, they stop coming because you can't say some things. Mm. Yeah. Are you the messenger of the people, or God of God? The Lord tests the righteous, so God will test you. Okay, God will test you. The Lord tests (laughs) the righteous, (laughs) but the wicked and the one who loves violence, his soul hates. The one, the wicked. The wicked. Every time you see the wicked in the Bible, means the, the one who is not godly the wicked, the sinner. Can you imagine? God so hates some people. Oh, but, okay. See, I told you. The Bible has contradictions. See? I told you. I told you. The Bible has contradictions. But God said, God so loved the world. <laughs> For God so love, because he's a God of love, he wants to do something about what makes him hate you. <laughs> he, he wants to do something about what makes him hate you. That's why he didn't ask you to repair. Yeah. Change it first. He said he would change it and draw you he into it. You. That's right. So next week, today I was thought I really was going to talk about reconciliation. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful reconciliation. So God, God, God hates it. And Romans chapter 1, I spoke about it the other time. He says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel of verse 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God, what? Unto salvation. For in it, the the what? The righteousness, verse 17, for therein, for in it, the righteousness of God, Ah, God's righteousness. I like that. The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live. What what of God? What of God? The righteousness. One more time. The The righteousness of God is revealed within the gospel. That's why we have to preach the gospel to give God a chance to display his righteousness. He can't display his righteousness outside of the gospel. So in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed. is demonstrated. is put on display. It's advertised. As you are preaching you see when you preach the pure gospel it is not advertising the love of God. It's actually advertising the righteousness of God. For in it the righteousness of God is put on display from faith. Uh, NIV said for, uh, by faith from first to last. Wow! Oh. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. Just as it's written, they just shall live by faith. Then the next verse says that. Therefore, for, for there ah, yeah, the reason why we have to preach the gospel, because the wrath of God is there. God has got wrath. He's angry. God is angry, not once in a in a while. Always angry. There are some people when God is looking at you, He's like, "You are coming for a pastor to pray for you for breakthrough. You end up with a breakdown, <laughs> and then finally, your girlfriend break up with you." Hey. <laughs> for the other God is revealed from heaven. Against what? you see that? All ungodliness. So if I don't want the wrath of God to be towards you, don't I have to preach you so that you can stay in righteousness so ungodliness doesn't become a natural part of you? All of ungodliness, the wrath of God, the wrath of God, the wrath of God, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven straight against all ungodliness, and the unrighteousness of men, not monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Men, it's human beings here. Human beings. Human beings. So then, when we preach the gospel, we are preaching people from the state of God's wrath to the state of walking in the righteousness of God, dressed in his righteousness alone. You remember Walking in God's righteousness, not your own righteousness, because it might not be perfect enough to meet the standards of God. So the gospel paves the way for somebody to walk in the righteousness of God. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. Say it again, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when we talk about uh, 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 propitiation, Propitiation. God is angry. And someone needs to say, God, it's okay. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all righteousness. But he still holds himself. It's not like he doesn't have self-control. The Bible says God is not slack. So he himself holds himself back, even though he's angry. He holds himself back from reacting. And then Jesus Christ comes. Put, put the Bible on my head. Oh my chest, oh my chest, and I got uh, the blood of Jesus. Wow. Uh, okay, oh, I love you. <laughs> and then you too. Now you start preaching, I love you, to sinners. Okay. Wow. You are not doing them justice, yeah. and they think I'm fine. Yeah. You are not fine. Mm. The wrath of God is against you. You are not fine. Repent. And accept the work of Christ. And then God will be reconciled to God. Oh, let me mention reconciliation. Is that okay? Yes, please. Can I mention reconciliation? Yes. Forgiveness of sin is good. Yes. Justification, pastor, is good. Yes. But an, an enemy, forgiveness of sin and justification can't do much for an enemy. No. No. You can forgive somebody's sin, but it's still an enemy. So, forgiveness of sin is God. Justification is God. I'm redeemed. I'm justified. My sins are forgiven. But you forgot you're an enemy. Oh, no. I can't go to God then. Even you are forgiving me. How can God can leave me You know, some of you might know one or two aunties or uncles who were illegal immigrants. Hello? (laughs) Illegal immigrants. They were working somewhere and they were not even paying them properly. But they couldn't take an action because they couldn't travel. They didn't even go to the airport to see anybody off because of illegal immigration. You see, sir? sir. Illegal immigrants. Illegal immigrants. Until one day, back and forth, and then the Home Office grants them the status, right? So, leave to remain. Um, yeah. And then you want to go to America. America say, ah, we check your records, you are an overstayer, and you need a visa. No, no, I'm leaving to remain. No, 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 you don't have a passport. Oh, So you have leave to remain. You don't have a problem with the system, but, but? you can't claim right. benefit. Oh, that's a different story. Oh, you see what I am saying? So you can be forgiven of your sins. You can be justified in the sight of God. But there's a one more problem. You are an enemy. and An enemy is not forgiveness of sin. It, it, it's not enough. You need reconciliation. We said, come, come, let's talk, come. From today on, there's no problem between the two of us. Ah, that's what we need. So in chapter, chapter 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. Whoo, I love that one. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. He said, let's all read it along. Is that okay? Yes. Are, are you catching God? Yes. Let's read it. Let's go. He was angry with them. But the blood of Christ paid and propitiated God. Appeased the wrath of God. So now that the wrath of God has been appealed, God was in Christ reconciling former enemies. Ah. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can understand why you used not to like church. The the smoking was uh, too much. The drugs was too much. The lying and the cheating was a lot. It was a lot. So when they say I don't like church. I don't like church. Because you are afraid of God. But the good news is that God says, okay, because of the blood of Jesus, if you can put your faith in Christ, if you can put your faith in Christ, if you can believe in Jesus, if you can believe in Jesus, I will forgive you. You will be justified. And I will reconcile you to my son. Reconciliation yes, reconciled us to himself yes. through the atonement that is in the blood. He reconciled us. That is why when we come to church, you know when people start coming to church, sometimes they can say hallelujah. Oh. When we are singing, they are standing there like that. It's like, it's, it's like, you know, oh, this is strange for me. <laughs> <laughs> then as time goes on, we are praying. Then the parents become born again. It's also in it. And I'm beginning to say, when the pastor is preaching, he so gets up. When I'm preaching, a lot of people don't get up. Usually the people are the back. Yeah, I, I, but I understand. I understand. With time. With time. Because your boyfriend brought you. you. You didn't think this was what you were coming to meet. Or your girlfriend came with you. didn't know. Or the guys tell you, come to church, come to church. You talk, okay, nice hotel. Let me go in. You didn't, you didn't think you were coming to meet this kind of preaching. Yeah. And some people say, it's a bit much. What? What is much? Your sin is too much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Your sin is too much. We're trying to help you out here. Yeah. So, but, as, as we preach, and as they keep coming, let's say, you see, Pastor is preaching. I've got now. Some of you are standing right now. Who used never to stand? Yeah. Yeah. And you're wondering, you're wondering, but why, why are they standing like that? Why are they standing? What is it? What is it? But now you are the one who jumps and shouts first. Yeah. Because suddenly you realize that I don't have a problem with God. I'm actually one. You, you you just know that you belong to Jesus. You, you know that Jesus is mine. This Jesus thing is real for me. I love it. And 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 I love it. I love it. Shout hallelujah. We may have our own weaknesses, our own struggles here and there, is that true? true. And your your auntie or your sister who lives with you sees the way you still don't wash the dishes. Yeah, they see it. They see the way your mom was upset. And sometimes when you get born again, parents treat you harsher than that one who is a problem for the family. Yeah. Your mom is now harsh on you and is criticizing you. And your brother who just, or your other sister who just came from the nightclub and has come to throw up in the couch. Now your mother is blaming you for the couch. Because you are harmless now. You are harmless. And you used to go out every, sometimes three days you are in town, dancing. Now she's complaining you are going to church too much. Why is staying in church so long? Why is he staying in church? Oh, he's complaining. Why is... But, but you used to mess up someone. that didn't say anything. You're preaching. He didn't say anything. It's insane. Satan is not happy. So he will use your mother's concerns. Wow. Your mother is genuine, but she doesn't realize Satan is taking advantage yeah. to discourage you. Your father is genuine, but doesn't realize Satan is taking advantage yeah. to discourage you. Yeah. When you change oh, my girl is now always home. Now they want you to do what they want. Yeah. And because you have not gotten there yet. But your 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 other sister who doesn't do church sees the way the way your mom treated you and you're very upset. And you stop, Which wasn't something you should have done. And they ah, hey see, and you call your a hypocrite. You call yourself a Christian. Just looking for opportunity to lambast you and to throw questions on you. But the truth is you're actually genuine. Yes. You're actually genuine about Jesus. Just that you were pricked in the wrong place and you overreacted in a way you shouldn't have. But doesn't mean you are fake. We are not fake. We are not fake. We are not fake. This Jesus thing is real. Yes. It's not skin deep. It's heart deep. Heart deep. Heart deep. Heart deep. Heart deep. Deep. I love the Lord. Yeah. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24, it talks about grace. Grace be to all those who love Christ with an undying love. Yeah. What? 6.24. Six, six, S- six, all right, thank you. It's the last verse in Ephesians. That's the one. That's a powerful one. Grace be, grace to all who love Christ. Our Lord Jesus, what is a favor? You love Jesus with this undying, the love that does not die. People are criticizing you, but your love is not die. It's unquenchable. It's unabatable. Your love is an undying love. It's a grace to all. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus with an undying love, unquenchable love. Listen. It's not my fault. I just am in love. Yeah. I love Jesus. I love Jesus more than preaching. That's why in my preaching, it just shows that this man is a fanatic. Yeah. Because of my love for Jesus, I will look like a fanatic. I will end up looking like a fundamentalist. I will end up looking, at, looking like someone who is not who, who, who doesn't understand this yeah. in life. Yeah. But sorry... It says in First Corinthians chapter chapter five, verse forty, he says the love of Christ constrains us. It's like, it's like, I, 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 can't behave the way you want me to behave. Something is constraining me. Yes. The love of Christ constrains us because you see, we also can think, and we are this is how we judge that if one person died for all, then all died. So I'm just living my life like someone who was supposed to have been dead. So I'm dead already. Yes. And this life I'm living, I'm yes. living by faith yes. for Christ. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the worrying bit is, he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 20. Whew, 20. He said, uh, First Corinthians chapter 16, Verse 22. Verse 22. He so said, if anyone does not love Jesus, let him be a guest. Ooh. Ooh. But he said, grace to all those who love him. And if anyone does not love Jesus, that person must be cursed. He doesn't say, must be attacked. You can't attack the person. No, no, no. But he said, operating under closed heavens. So you see, a good pastor will try and get people to love Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah! A good pastor will get people to be in love for Jesus. You love the Lord more than the boys. You love the Lord more than the girls. Than the girls. Yeah. You love the Lord more than Loris. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. you love the Lord more than the law. Wow. Yeah. You love the Lord. Yeah. I love the Lord. I love the Lord, love the Lord. Yes. and I am unapologetically yes. I love the Lord and I don't uphold. not everybody can love the Lord yes. not everybody will love the Lord some will not love the Lord and they don't care we don't hate them but we also don't care yes. we love the Lord yes. <laughs> One of the scariest things that I saw in the, in the New Testament, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse, verse 7 to 9. The 9 is quite worrying. It says that. Huh, all right, I think we should go to verse 6 so that it can make sense. Since it is a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulations those who trouble you, God will repay some people who are troubling in the church. Why should he do it? He said, it's just a righteous thing on God. God can sit down quiet and watch on He said, since it's a righteous thing with God to repay with tribulation those who trouble you. The next verse. <laughs> when you are fighting people in church, be careful. Yeah. <laughs> and to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angel. There's a time we will have rest. Amen. When he's revealed from heaven, when are we going to have the rest? When he's revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. But that's not the end of the story. This seems like bad news in the Bible. In how is it coming? In flaming fire. Taking vengeance I ah, 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 want taking vengeance on those who do not know God ah, He's going to take vengeance on people who don't know God. can you imagine is anger, the anger of God He's going to take vengeance on those who don't know God. He's coming the second time whilst others are getting rest, others are getting vengeance. taking vengeance of those who somebody here you don't want to meet Christ in his anger. Yeah. You don't want the anger of God for God to come against you in vengeance. On those who do not know God, not only them, and on those who do not obey this preaching, the pastor is preaching wow. the gospel. Oh. Wow. Those who do not obey the gospel, he said, I'm coming after them. David, don't worry, keep preaching. Yes. Keep preaching, I'm coming after them. Wow! You see, this, these are the scriptures that Most churches have become silent on. So people are seeming comfortably and they don't even care. They are in churches, but church is not in them. They are in church, but not in the Lord. Wow. They are not in the Lord. They are not serving God. Some of you listening to me used to go to church. Mm -hmm. Go to church with mother, uncle, father, like me. Mm -hmm. Go to church with my mom. And sometimes I go and live there. Always there. But no one preached the truth of God's word to me even though I was an altar boy. And I'm those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does the verse 9 say? It's even getting quite concerning. Um. This I... These, these, who are the these? Those who know obey the gospel and they don't know the world. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. They'll be punished. That's why we reach oh your God understands, God understands. They are not good representatives of God. That preaching that makes people think that God doesn't have a problem with anybody. It's not a gospel. If he doesn't have a problem with anybody, why did he have to kill Christ? Yeah. Why do you have to let Christ suffer like that for sins? If God doesn't take sins seriously, why should Christ suffer the way he did? And that should be in vain. He will punish you. <laughs> he will punish you. God said, this, this girl, I'll punish her. The way she's having for the kitchen, I, And she doesn't want to come to Jesus, I'll punish her. I'll punish her. I swear. Angels, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I swear. I swear. This boy, I'll punish him. This boy, I'll punish him. I'll punish him. He's he's committing a lot of murder through abortion. I'll punish him. But that doesn't matter what you have done. If you come to Jesus, Jesus, that punishment that is coming, that's what Jesus took on the cross. So once you are in Christ, no punishment is reserved for you. In spite of what you have done. That is what we call propitiation. God has been satisfied. Yeah. Mm. Case closed with you. Everything you have done in the past, it has been closed because God has been satisfied by the, the yeah. by the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of the Lamb. If I were you, I would shout thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Jesus. So tell those who know you and they knew you, they knew the things you've done, and they can't still believe. I know maybe you have even been to prison. It doesn't still matter to God. It doesn't matter to God. Because your ex-prison friends know you. They know how bad you are. You were. They know every bad thing about you. Some of you girls, the things that guy knows about you. And the girls, people's husbands and people's uncles, people's boyfriends. And you said, "This man, I'm going to get him." And then you go like this: "I'll get to get him." The, things, the lying, the cheating, the evil, the anger and the bitterness and the betrayals in your life. They don't understand why should God forgive this. And God said, I can't hold it against her because she's been found in Christ. I can't hold it against her. 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 I don't for there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord. Hallelujah. The NIV, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. NIV. Yeah. No condemnation. Yes. Hallelujah. No condemnation. Someone said, No condemnation. No condemnation. Sorry again? No condemnation. No condemnation. Sorry for the last time. No condemnation. No
1: condemnation.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory. You know this, it makes you feel like dancing. You don't need music to dance to this, you just feel like dancing, you just feel like praising God. Hallelujah! 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 We are forgiven, we are justified, we are redeemed. And then he has propitiated for our sins. (laughs) Because of that, I will continue on the expiation bit. They put the sin on somebody. Mm -hmm. They used to put the sin on the goat. Mm -hmm. Scapegoat is a biblical word. But because the English language has been built around biblical terminologies, Mm -hmm. that's why I have it. But scapegoat. It's not a normal day-to-day conversation word. It is a biblical word, comes from the Old Testament escape goat. Somebody has done something, but this one will suffer for it. Jesus was our scapegoat. So we can escape the wrath of God, put our sins on him and took him out of the city and killed him on water, outside of the camp don't die in the camp. Mm. So they lay their hands on the sheep Mm. or the goat. And then they say, take him away. They take him into the wilderness and release an animal who eats that. Mm. The sin has been taken away. That's the scapegoat. The goat that is bearing the sins of the people. So then we look like we haven't sinned. And the goat hasn't done anything wrong. But it's not carrying our sins away. Behold the Lamb of God. (laughs) So when we say expiation, it takes it away. It's away. Ex, away. Propitiation to appease God. Expiation, whatever makes God angry about us, it takes it away. And nailing it to the cross. Having blotted out all handwritings that were against us and nailing it on the cross, taking it out of the way. Colossians. <laughs> Chapter two, having wiped out the handwritings and the array requ- uh, of requirements that were contrary to us, or that were against us, against say contrary to us, against us, which was contrary to okay, which was contrary to, us, and has taken it out of the way, propitiation, expiation, taking it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. So you are trying to come to God, block me. You are trying to come to God, and then you push me back. Trying to God, then something blocks you. Then you go back. Ah, okay, it's not that I'm coming. Then it blocks you again. Oh, something, your sin is blocking you from God. And then Jesus Christ comes to die on it, try and block me again. Dies on the cross and takes away. So now I can come (laughs) to (laughs) you. Takes away. Takes away the guilt. So then the wrath of God is no more against us. Hallelujah. You are pretty. Now! That's That's good preaching! preaching. Now! That's good preaching! Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Lift up your hands and begin to bless his name. God bless you for listening to the amazing message. We pray your life can never be the same. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube and listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Karis on Campus on Snapchat so you're always up to date. Be blessed.